You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. International success coach and noted author, Constance Arnold, delivers life-changing strategies through her own spiritual practices, as well as with best-selling authors and experts that she interviews. Think, Believe, and Manifest is specially designed to empower your mind and words to work for you and to bring about a life you've been dreaming of. And now, here's Constance Arnold. Well, hello, Powerful Manifester. Welcome to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. And of course, I am Constance Arnold, host of the Think, Believe, and Manifest talk show. So excited that you have joined me today. And I believe that um, you have been attracted to this show, that what you will hear today will shift and change your life. I believe that some of your prayers are going to be answered today and you're going to receive just that one download that you need in order to change your life. Well, how are you doing? Uh, It is a a cold but sunny day here in the ATL and all is well. Well, can you believe that it is already February and how many of you feel like that you were all in for the month of January? I'm going to really suggest that you go and just take a look at it. You're not judging, you are observing. Uh, you know, exactly where you are, what you've been thinking, what have you been doing with your time? Uh, Did you meet your goals? What's your vision, et cetera? I I know I'm going to do that. Well, I'm excited about my guest. Uh, She comes for the past three years at the beginning uh, of the year to help us all. Jen Stevens, uh, she is an intermittent faster New York Times bestselling author. Uh, She is the reason that I have been uh, employing implementing fasting for about the past two years. She has a large global following and she has a new book out. She's going to talk to us about clean eating and clean living. Sounds interesting, right? So I want you to stay tuned. Of course, follow me on social media. Twitter, LOA Constance. Facebook, Coach with Constance. Instagram, Law of Attraction Constance. And of course, I want you to go to my YouTube page, Constance Arnold, and subscribe. Man, I uploaded some powerful three-minute videos this week. You've got to check them out. You know, what we know is that people, they want something short, sweet, and to the point. And so make sure that you subscribe to my YouTube channel and that you follow me on my other platforms. Well, this is going to be short and sweet and to the point, my announcement. This is February. We are approaching Valentine's Day. And so somebody asked me, that did I have a Valentine coaching special? And I said, no, I don't. But I do have this. I, uh, under my coaching packages, I have my 
breakthrough relationship coaching for 60 days. So I just got a question for everybody. You know, we're wired for love. Are, are you tired of just choosing the wrong partner? How many of you all are sick and tired and sick and tired of being on dating websites, but it just seems like nothing happens? Or, or you might be frustrated with yourself because maybe this time last year you said, in 2022, I'm going to meet my soulmate. You know, but nothing has happened. Anybody ever said that? Uh, and so have you just like, Constance, I'm just giving up on love. Don't do it. Don't do it. Well, if you're interested in this coaching package, it would be a great Valentine's gift to yourself. Uh, so basically, you're going to get three coaching sessions. I'm going to give you my book, Attracting Genuine Love, because we're going to be working from that book absolutely free. You're going to receive my MP3, Attracting uh, Love. That MP3 is really good. You got to get it. I recorded it uh, in the studio. Uh, uh, so in session one, I'm going to be helping you to take a look at why do you keep making those choices? What is it in you that keeps choosing the same kind of partner? So we're going deep for 60 days. In session two, we're going to be shifting and changing our beliefs and our paradigms and aligning them with what we desire. And in our last session, I'm going to be giving you some, some tips, some some how-tos, how to get ready for love, how to use visualization, how to use your, your, your words and affirmations to call in love. And so you're going to get three hourly sessions. And then in between, we'll be doing some like 10-minute sessions. So, so if you're ready for a breakthrough uh, in the area of love. I was telling somebody this week, if something hasn't happened for you, we know it's not God. God has already given us all things. I love Neville Goddard said, we're not trying to create everything, anything. Creation is finished. And so I'm just going to be helping you align with what's your divine birthright. So if you're ready to invest in yourself, see it's not outside. It's not on a it's not on a dating website. I told a client, until you change how you see yourself on the inside, you don't need to be on a website because you're looking outside of yourself. It's inside. And, and, you know, and then once you know that, once you've shifted and changed your paradigm, your experiences, your thinking to love is already mine, go to my, go to my social media platform and look at my, I did two, three, uh, three minute videos on attracting love. And so it's on the inside. So if you're ready for a breakthrough, uh, go to my website, 
uh, just click on my coaching packages and uh, make your purchase. And let's get ready to attract the love that you deserve. I think that's it, everybody. So we're going to go uh, to these quick commercials and then we're going to come back and see what Jen Stevens has to say while she lost 80 pounds and I think she's kept it off for five, six or seven years. We're going to find out. So stay tuned, everybody. For the past 30 years, Constance Arnold has coached clients globally in the areas of relationships, wealth, and career. Her vast clinical background gives her extraordinary understanding of human behavior to accelerate manifestation. Every coaching client receives proven action plans to create change from the inside out. Constance will be right by your side. Talk to her today at Constance at fulfillingyourpurpose.com. Do you have an upcoming event where you need a dynamic speaker? Constance Arnold is a sought-after keynote speaker that will enlighten the entire audience with proven strategies that are aligned with your organization's vision and mission. An experienced speaker for major Fortune 500 companies, Constance has entertained audiences with inspiring change. Constance would love to make your next event an extraordinary success. Contact her today at Constance at FulfillingYourPurpose.com. Well, everybody, I'm really excited. I know what y'all saying. You're always excited, and I am, but my very special guest, I've had her on my show at the beginning of the year, I think for the past three years. I think so. Uh-huh. My, my guest is, I got to get my headset right. Okay. It's Jen Stevens. She's a wife, mother, retired teacher, and intermentored faster. But she's, she's also the author of New York Times bestseller, Fast, Feast, Repeat. She's the author of the Amazon number one bestselling sell, uh, bestseller, delay, don't deny. And she has a large global community of online of internet fasters. She's a blogger, y'all. She's a boss. And she has a new book out, Cleanish. Eat mostly clean, live mainly clean, and unlock your body's natural ability to clean, uh, to self-clean. We're happy to have back with us Jen Stevens. So Jen, welcome back to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. Well, thank you for having me. I always love talking to you. <laughs> and I've got my my mug with hot water in it with the gratitude <laughs> on there because this is how I live my life full mm-hmm. of gratitude. I think gratitude is an important <laughs> part of, of thriving in life. So <laughs> it is. Well, let's get started. I'm going to take a sip of my tea. Tell listeners just, we're just going to give a summary okay. of, and then we're going to get to your new book of how in the world did God use your search to lose weight to becoming this famous person you are you famous Jen come on well I don't know I mean people do know who I am it's weird (laughs) I had my first moment I mean I've been recognized in public you know it it happens every now and then but I was in Charlotte for the ACC championship go Wake Mm -hmm. Forest Deacons we didn't win but I was in the hotel lobby and someone said are you Jen Stevens I'm like yes (laughs) it still feels weird (laughs) I I was like did I go to college with you she's like no I'm just a fan I thought she was there for the game anyway (laughs) (laughs) that's always surreal, but I am just a normal person. I am like every person listening and I struggled with my weight. Um, 
even when I wasn't struggling with my weight, I thought I was because I had a a dance teacher mother who was always dieting and never liked her body. And Mm -hmm. so she, you know, we were wearing tights all the time because we were in the dance studio. And so she always would talk about her thighs or talk about her belly. And and so I was like, well, that's what we do. We look really closely at our body and we criticize it. That's how I was taught that we are supposed to be as women. And so I brought that with me into adulthood. Um, I did my first diet after I came back from my freshman year of college and had gained the freshman 15, started calorie counting because that's what my mother had modeled for me really. Mm. And that set me on the struggle for a long time, you know, really decades. I I would yo-yo diet and, you know, every yo-yo got worse and I would gain more weight than I would lose some weight than I would gain more than I had lost. And the yo-yos kept getting, you know, higher and higher. You know, I would jump on every new diet bandwagon that came along and try it. And then I would fail spectacularly, put all the weight back on. And, you know, at the same time, you know, I'm a smart person. I have a doctorate in gifted education. I have a master's degree in natural sciences. I'm like, why can't I figure this out? There must be something wrong with me because Mm. really that's what we've been made to believe. If we're Mm -hmm. struggling with our weight, it's probably because we're weak people and we don't have self-control. Isn't that the message that we've been given? If you just had the right amount of self-control, you would be successful, but if you're not, it's your fault. So, Hey, here's a diet pill you could take, or we're going to sell you some diet food. And of course those don't work. They mess up your metabolism, the diet food, you're starving because you're not Mm -hmm. nourishing your body. And then again, you fail because those things are actually designed to fail to keep you coming back for more. But again, you feel worse and worse. So that was trapped in that cycle for so many years. And I, I like to say, you know, I've heard this phrase, I didn't make it up, but I dieted my way Mm. up. obesity. You know, you hear other people say that as well, because that's really what happens. So in the spring of 2014, I had been on a family cruise and we had gone, you know, we rented our house out for masters. We live in Augusta, Georgia. We took the week to go on vacation. The boys were young and we went on this week long cruise through, you know, amazing ports. Like we went to, to the, you know, hike the, the rainforest and climb the Mayan ruins. I mean, I don't know if it's really a rainforest, but Mm -hmm. you know, the, the, the tropical forest, but it was amazing, except I felt awful in my body. Mm-hmm. I had been, you know, eating everything on the cruise ship because that's what cruises are for. You right. have food and you paid for it and you might as well enjoy it. But that day, you know, riding on the boat and being so sweaty in my obese body and feeling miserable in my, in my clothes. And then I can remember I had on a dress, but I had to wear something under it. So my thighs wouldn't rub together. And I've been there. (laughs) Yeah. I had this whole like set of special undergarments to wear under dresses. So my thighs wouldn't rub together. You know, here I am in the jungle or wherever I was in the the forest of, of the Caribbean wearing these special undergarments. Right. That was, I was probably sweatier because of that, but Then we hiked the Mayan ruins and I could barely move my body to the top. It was so hard to climb. And, you know, I was in my forties at the time and I'm like, well, this is just what it feels like to get older. You just feel miserable. You're overweight. And it's just what it is. Well, I came home and looked at the photos from that trip and I just looked miserable in all of them. And I was like, yeah, but that was such a special trip. We were having so much fun, but I really wasn't because I felt, I didn't feel like I was in the right body for me. And so that was when I really hit my rock bottom and decided I've got to do something about it. And, you know, I started again with, with some like crazy diet at that time when I got back from the cruise ship, but 
after failing spectacularly with that one more time, trying to do keto the entire summer of 2014, which my body hated. Finally, August of 2014, I said, you know what? It's going to be intermittent fasting. I had dabbled in it, you know, over the years, but it never made it into a lifestyle. And of course it didn't work when I dabbled. But once I finally was like, I got just, I've got to make a change and it's got to be permanent. That is when I found intermittent fasting for the last time and started it and went on to lose over 80 pounds, which I have maintained. I've now gone through menopause as an intermittent faster. I, um, you know, I started in 2014. We're recording this in 2022. I hit my goal in 2015. So I have been maintaining an 80 pound weight loss for seven years now and also gone through menopause that, that just <laughs> happened, you know, when I hit 50, you know, <laughs> 50, 51, I'm now 52. And so it's just the right time for menopause. But, um, you know, I, f- I feel great. You know, I, just before we recorded, I, I have my honesty pants or my honesty shorts. And so I was you know getting ready to do some laundry, hopping in the shower. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to try on my honesty shorts. They're, they're Lily Pulitzer mm-hmm. and they're size zero and they don't have any stretch. And so I pulled them out just to see, because we've been through the holidays. I put them on, still buttoned, still fit. I'm like, okay, I'm good because I don't weigh anymore. But, you know, I'm maintaining the weight thanks to intermittent fasting. And I've never yo-yoed again ever since I, I implemented it as a lifestyle. So it's really been transformational. But I have so many years of struggle before I got to this point. You know, some people that, you know, just have met me recently or listened to you know, what I have to say since I lost mm-hmm. the weight, they're like, yeah, but you know, it's just, it's, it's not always easy. I'm like, I get it. You know, it wasn't easy for me. I had such a background of struggle and so many years, decades of, of, you know, just dieting and not feeling successful and going up and down. So that, I, I guess that's why intermittent fasting feels like, you know, the miracle that it's been for me. And I really, you know, I, I asked the universe for help back, you know, when, when I was struggling, I'm like, you know, I, I wrote it down. I set an intention. I had a vision board and that vision board showed me at the size that I am now. And here I am. Well, let, let me make a statement to listeners okay. because you could take a sip of your hot, hot water. And, 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 you know, I, I, I'm so glad you shared that story because so many people might be uh, wanting to start a business, but you ask God, you ask the spirit and mm-hmm. it was a process, but you stuck with it. And right. now I called Jen. I said, Jen, you a celebrity. <laughs> You're a boss. And, you know, she said, I'm just a te- I'm just a retired teacher, but the spirit will use your mess. I say, and right. turn it into a message. And that's yeah. what has happened to you. So the last time you were on, you talked about some of the benefits and how you were doing OMAD, which is right. only one meal a day. I do that occasionally. Speak on that just a little bit, and then we're going to get to your new book. Well, one meal a day is really, it, it's kind of gotten, I mean, if you, if you read anything about it, there's like what what some people think that it is and what what Jen Stevens thinks that it is. The mm-hmm. history of, of me doing, you know, eating one meal a day really started in, 
I think it was 2015. I was in some Facebook groups. One of them was Dr. Herring's Fast Five group. Mm -hmm. And he had a five-hour eating window. And I was following that. And I was in his group. And I had my five-hour window. And people were struggling in there. People would be like, I'm struggling. You know, I'm eating two meals. I'm, you know, I'm not losing weight. I'm gaining weight. And I was just a participant of the observer. I'd lost weight, but I was watching. I went back to his book and I was rereading it. And in his book, he said, you're only eating one meal a day. So, and I'm like, wait a minute. He meant for his plan to not be eat as much food as you can within five hours. <laughs> he meant for his plan to be structured around one main meal. And then, like light bulbs went off because I'd been, you know, any of us who've been dieters for a long, long time, mm-hmm. you get the rules of the diet plan or whatever it is. And you're like, how can I make these maximize these? So I'm eating as much as I can. Right. And I'm like, oh, it's not just that we're supposed to try to eat as much as we can in five hours. And that will magically solve everything. So right then at that point, I tried talking to people about it in the group. They're like, no, you can do whatever you want in your window. I'm like, well, that's true. But I'm like, you know, I think I'm just going to start a Facebook group called one meal a day, intermittent fasting support. And it'll be just for me and anybody else who wants to try it. Like I'm trying it where we're structuring our window around a meal purposefully. So that's what I did. That was my very first Facebook group. I'd never started a group before. And I started it with me and my husband only who wasn't even doing intermittent fasting because you can't (laughs) start a group with just yourself. You have to have someone else in there. And so then a few of my friends came, there were like 30 of us and we were all, you know, doing intermittent fasting. These were people I knew, or I might've known them virtually, but we're like, yeah, it makes really a lot of sense that we're structuring it around a mealtime, whether you're, you know, midday eater, you're structuring your five hour window around lunch or whether it's dinner like me, cause I would teach school during the day and I didn't eat at work. And then I would come home and I would open my eating window. Maybe it was four 30. I mean, you're not going to be able to eat two full meals from 4.30 till the end of the day, unless you're Mm -hmm. overeating. So I would, I came to think of it as like a multi-course meal at a restaurant. Like if you go to a restaurant and you're going to be there for a few hours because it's a celebration and you're there with friends, you might start with an appetizer and you have that. Then you might have a salad course later. Then you have that. Then maybe later, especially if the restaurant's busy or if you're there for a long time, your entree might be way later from when you got there. Um, Or if you're at a wedding reception and you eat over a period of time, you know, they're not feeding you two meals. It's still one meal. So I realized that was really, really a great way for me to think about structuring my eating window. I don't want to sit down and eat in one hour a day and then I'm finished. I want to enjoy a multi-course meal experience every day of my life. And so that's what we started doing in my one meal a day Facebook group. We were the only one on Facebook, obviously, at that time when the one meal a day concept. Then what really what happened is people started coming in that, you know, just they would wander in from wherever they came from. They're like, I'm doing this too. But the rule is you can only eat within one hour and you have to do 23 one. And if you're eating more than one hour, you're not really doing it. I'm like, well, that's really funny because <laughs> I'm the one who started this group and we're doing it in a more relaxed way. So the idea of one meal a day now if you talk to people about it, it's like become 23-1. But that is very much not what I do. There might be a day where I only eat in a one-hour window. There was a day this past week when I was really, really busy. I was recording a podcast until late. 
I didn't stop recording. It was like 6.30 by the time I was mm-hmm. done and I had to go make dinner and eat. So by the time I ate, it was 7 p.m. I hadn't had time to eat all day. And by the time I was done, about an hour had gone by, but that's not my normal day. You know, I can't eat enough food in one hour to fuel my body all the time. I mean, it was fine that day, but I couldn't do it day after day after day. It wouldn't be enough food for my body. So the idea of one meal a day to me is you structure whatever eating window feels right to you around a typical mealtime. We know that a day has breakfast, lunch, dinner traditionally. So for me, structuring around the evening dinner meal makes the most sense. That's how my body feels the best. There are plenty of people who like to structure it around a midday, the lunch window. Maybe they'll, they'll open with something around noon, have a little something. Then late in the afternoon, they'll have a little something else. And they, that's like right around the lunch hour. So, you know, we don't have to make it complicated. If, if you, you don't have to call it one meal a day, you can call it whatever you like, but the key is every with intermittent fasting, You're having an eating window that feels good to you. You open your window at some point in the day that feels good. You eat in a way that feels good to your body. You stop when you're satisfied, you close your window. And it's as simple as that. You can call it one meal a day. You can call it two meals. You can call it a snack and a meal. And again, every day doesn't have to be exactly the same. The day after I had that really short, late window, I was starving early. So (laughs) I opened my window probably around one. And that day I had lunch because around one o'clock, that's the lunch hour. Then I also had dinner later. So that was, you know, two meal opportunities during the day. And my body told me I needed to eat more. So I just basically live very flexibly now and listen to my body and what works with my schedule. And, and it just is not something I have to think about. Well, you know, we're recording this in the morning and I usually eat 12 or one. I can't eat early anymore. Like at eight, nine, my body is like, girlfriend, what are you doing? I did that last week. I went to a special event and they put me up in a hotel. It was just an hour away from home, mm -hmm. but it was back roads. I didn't want to drive home in the dark (laughs) through the back roads. So, and they put me up in the hotel. Well, the hotel had a sit down cook to order breakfast the next day. And that was also a night where I didn't get to eat till late because we were Mm -hmm. speaking. I was speaking to the group and it was like heavy hors d'oeuvres. I didn't really eat enough. So I'm like, you know what? I'm flexible. Before I drive home, I am going to eat this amazing made to order breakfast that was included. And I ate at like eight 30 in the morning that day. And then at like 11 o'clock when I got home, I was starving. <laughs> so then I like had to eat lunch. I had three meals that day. Cause I was so hungry eating in the morning. My body didn't like it. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you know, one thing I love about you is everybody you're listening to your body. You're not right. rigid. There's no judgment there, etc. So let's talk about your book. I love the title. I'm like, Cleanish, eat mostly clean, live mainly clean, and unlike your body's natural ability to self-clean. Did I read that correctly? And you tell did. Us, tell it's us, a mouthful. <laughs> why did you write that book and, and give people some components of it? Okay, I would be glad to. You know, after my um my first traditionally published book, Fast Feast Repeat, was a New York Times bestseller. Obviously, what what did that feel like? It was amazing. <laughs> 
Because <laughs> again, I'm just a teacher, taught school for 28 years. Here I am. And I'm very much still a teacher in my books. You know, I write my books to teach you the concepts and empower you to apply them to your lives. That's my goal. You know, I, I don't want to s- give you a rigid plan because you're mm-hmm. in charge. You're empowered to design your life in a way that feels good to you. Um, sometimes people are a little upset about that. They're like, I want you to tell me exactly what to do and exactly what to eat. And I'm like, I'm sorry, that's not what I do. <laughs> you have to figure <laughs> it out what, what is right for you because we're all very different. Mm-hmm. Anyway, after that book was a success, my editor was like really excited as editors are. And she said, now it's time for us to figure out and plan your next intermittent fasting book. And I'm like, well, guess what? I'm not going to write another intermittent fasting (laughs) book. (laughs) They're like, what? You have to, you have Mm -hmm. intermittent fasting podcasts. That's what you do. And I'm like, no, I already wrote the best intermittent fasting book that I can write. And it's comprehensive and it's everything you need to know. And I'm not going to come back and tell people there's like a new special way you need to do it. Or here's another plan or tweak it a little. I don't need to do that, but I am very interested in how we can make ourselves healthier in the long run Mm. because my own health journey. And I talk about this in cleanish, especially in the introduction, I had a son, um, he's 22 now, but when he was a toddler, he struggled with basically chemical sensitivities to Mm. additives in food and chemicals in the environment. I didn't know anything about any of that until this boy of mine came along and started getting kicked out of daycares left and right because he couldn't control his behavior. And a very amazing teacher that he had right before they kicked him out, the, the, the last play said, could it be what he's eating? And I'm like, what? That's nonsense. But I started to look it up and Sure enough, there's a connection for for some kids, probably more kids than we think, (laughs) between mood and behavior and what they're eating. You know, some of these chemicals that are in the foods, like I was feeding them gogurt and, you know, processed everything and, Mm -hmm. and, you know, cat in the hat cereal. It was something that was big that year and it was, had red dye in it. And then as soon as I changed his diet, it was incredible. It was an amazing transformation for him. And so I had that, but I didn't change my diet. I didn't need to do it. I was, you know, Mm -hmm. I just continued to eat whatever, but I made special foods for my children. And that sounds crazy now to look back on that. But, you know, I, I, as I've gone through intermittent fasting and felt better and better in my body, you know, I started off in 2014, I was eating the standard American diet. I was driving through the drive-thrus. I was buying the processed frozen meals and microwaving them and, you know, going to the grocery store deli and getting the chicken meal, right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bringing it home. And that is very much how we ate. But as I started to feel better, I started to, you know, dig into a little bit more about, you know, foods and the power of foods in our bodies. And my second book, my first was delayed on deny. I self-published it. My second self-published book was called feast without fear. I wrote Mm -hmm. that in 2017. And I, I really was digging into, you know, what really are the best foods for us to eat? Because there was all the diet wars were going on at the time in my groups that had started to grow. We had thousands of people who were arguing about what we were all supposed to be eating. And, um, you know, there was the keto side or the, the vegan side or you know, people in the middle. They're like, no, you're supposed to just eat whatever you want. I'm like, well, what is the best thing for us to eat? And it led me down the rabbit hole of personalized nutrition. Oh, and it turns, yeah, it turns out we really are all different when it comes to what works for your body. You know how I mentioned that keto didn't work for my body really me didn't either. 
My body hated it. Um, I've now gone through some personalized testing through the Zoe program. Mm -hmm. Um, Dr. Tim Spector is a researcher out of England. He has done all sorts of interesting research over his academic career. It's been published in top journals. For example, he did twin studies that were so fascinating. You know, why are twins alike, but why are they different? He's done gut microbiome stuff, but now he's heavily involved in the world of personalized nutrition. And it turns out like our, our body's all clear blood glucose goes, I can't skinly say it again, blood glucose differently. Mm-hmm. Our bodies all clear fats differently. After going through that testing, um, I, I learned my body clears fat slowly. Mm. So it's very inflammatory for me to overload my body with fat. Interestingly enough, the low fat diets of the, the early 1990s. I mean, I never want to go back to eating like that again, because it was snack wells and SpaghettiOs. That wasn't good either. Mm-hmm. That's not <laughs> good. Me, no, it wasn't. <laughs> but, but my body really did respond well to those, those approaches and never responded well to a lower carb, higher fat way. And that, that makes a lot of sense. If my body doesn't clear fat, well, I felt inflamed and awful on, on those eating styles. But if you've got a friend who did really, really well on keto, or maybe you did really, really well, someone who's listening on keto, it's because maybe that's better suited for your body, but also genetics plays a role. Um, I've had my DNA analyzed and I have, you know, some, some genetic adaptations, you know, my, my ancestors lived in Britain for the most part, Scotland, a lot of my ancestors came from there. And so, you know, if you were an agrarian society and your ancestors back there, they were doing agriculture, they were, they introduced, you know, dairy as an important part of, of the, the culture and you would, you're, but your family adapted to that and they've passed those genes on to you. Like there's one genetic adaptation that occurred early on in, you know, like the agricultural revolution where certain bodies are more um, able to process like grains, for example, like you have a different salivary enzyme that, that some people don't have. And so we're all different is, is the basis for that. And so as I started really digging in, I realized all of these dogmatic approaches like one size fits all. Oh yeah. Don't work. Like everyone should do keto or everyone should be vegan or everyone should never eat red meat or everyone should be low fat. Those are just not true. And, you know, you can then read every single diet plan out there that is very prescriptive with through the lens of this is the plan that worked for the author of this book. And so I've, I've made sure when writing my books to not be prescriptive because someone could follow me around all day, eat exactly what I eat and when I eat and have very different results. But anyway, going back to cleanish, as I started to clean up what I was eating and focusing more on real foods and nourishing my body, I started Mm -hmm. to feel better and better and better because as I learned about the gut microbiome writing feast without fear, I realized, Hmm, if we're feeding our bodies, ultra processed junk all day long, these empty calories they've been telling us about for decades. We've known that phrase, empty calories. Well, it's true. You're not nourishing, you know, your gut microbiome well, and you need a healthy gut, you know, healthy gut, healthy you. So the, the better I ate, the better I felt. And then I realized all of these additives and foods weren't just bad for Will and Cal back when they were young and mm-hmm. you know, causing behavior problems. They also destroy your gut. They destroy your health. 
they lead to metabolic syndrome. So the idea of being clean-ish is that we focus on, we prioritize eating nutritious foods, but then we've got the ish. Like I know tortilla chips are not the foundation of a healthy diet. However, if I have, you know, some amazing, like an, an amazing avocado, for example, mm-hmm. and I cut up an avocado and I have some hummus, some organic hummus. And if I want to have a handful of tortilla chips on the side, that's all right. You know, they're not a health food, but I buy the best ones I can. I buy organic tortilla chips. And so I'm not getting all of those, you know, funky pesticides or, or you know, GMOs or whatever might be in the, you know, the, the cheap bag that you can buy. So, you know, you're, you're prioritizing putting in the very best food that you can, but also not with a dogmatic approach of, I will never eat you know, an ultra processed food ever again, because that's not realistic. I can eat at a restaurant. Go ahead. Is is that the ish? Yes. I I love that because it takes away the rigidity and people can feel like I can do this because it's real life. Exactly. It's, It's simple swaps. And that's the thing. I think every person listening would benefit from reading cleanish because it's not just a book you read and then you're done. And you're like, well, that was interesting. It's, it's me, the teacher walking beside you. So when you're reading the first part, eat mostly clean, you know, I'm explaining to you what that means. And then you design your own definition of cleanish eating. For example, for me, that looks like there aren't many things I will never, never, never consume. Well, if I, if I'm, you know, at a wedding reception, I'm not going to ask the bride if there's additives in the cake. I'm just going to eat the cake, mm-hmm. but I'm never going to drink a diet soda or a product with artificial sweeteners in it, because that's something I, I don't need to have those in my life. I don't enjoy them. Now, if I love the diet soda, I might find a way to put it in my eating window here and there, but I don't love it. So I let in anything that I love and make sure to prioritize real foods when I can. And, and that's most of the time. And I don't stress out over imperfections. So then living mainly clean, it's not just what we put in our mouths that matters. Our skin is our largest organ. Yeah. So what we put on our body matters a lot. You know, we all know people who have used hormonal patch replacements for things mm-hmm. or the patch that's, that's transdermal medication, transdermal trans means goes across the skin dermal. So it goes across the skin. The skin doesn't just keep stuff out. The skin lets stuff in. It goes in and out. You know, we sweat through our skin. So our skin is like an open door to our bodies. And so like, for example, if you're putting on some, um, you know, the most common lotions that you buy at the store, what are you putting in your body? Would you eat that lotion? You wouldn't. It's, it's got all sorts of things that, that are not good for us. Endocrine disruptors, for example, those are chemicals that disrupt our endocrine system function. For example, thyroid hormones or our, you know, our, um, our female or, or male hormones, endocrine disruptors can bind to those same receptors and really mess with how your body works in so many ways. So choosing a, a clean lotion. It's actually a lot easier to change your, your lotions and, and personal care products than your foods, because, you know, there's, I don't have a lot of, um, you know, I just put on lotion and go about my day. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, choosing foods is, is a lot, you have a lot more choices about that, um, here and there, but, you know, I've changed all my personal care products. And again, in cleanish, I'll walk you through how to do that. There are apps out there that are free. 
um, like the environmental working group has an app that you can download for free and it allows you to check the products. For example, many of us are victims of what I like to call greenwashing. That means you think you're making great choices because the label makes it look so pure and natural, but in Mm -hmm. reality, it's not true. I had a, um, a brand of, um, cleaning products that I thought was really clean and natural. And I checked them in the app and it turned out the hand soap that I was using in my kitchen by this group, or it was like the dish soap. I keep dish soap by the sink and wash mm-hmm. my hands with it. And then I can also wash dishes. But the dish soap I was using from this natural company rated worse than that blue liquid we're all familiar with that they use to clean the animals at the oil spills. That one rated better. Like wow. you would never have chosen that one over the mm-hmm. one I was buying if you were trying to make a clean choice. Since then, I've made an even cleaner choice because the blue one is not your best choice either. But I just switched it out super easy. The same with mouthwash. I had a mouthwash. My dentist was like, you need to do some mouthwashing over here for your, I have like a crown. And so she was explaining to me mm-hmm. to use mouthwash. And I'm like, well, let me find a good mouthwash. So my husband had one. It was like, looked supernatural. It was like the natural dentist. I can't remember the name of the brand, but I looked it up. Didn't score that highly on the app. I'm like, that was surprising. So I started looking through the, the mouthwash category in the app. Listerine original, the amber kind that my grandmother used scored oh, better. Lord. It scored better than this clean, natural no dentist dangerous. formulated, healthy mouthwash. And I'm like, so we, we really just don't know. <laughs> what we're using because they just will keep kept making the traditional one, the Listerine original, the way they always had, you know, some of the other flavors don't score very well because they have a lot more additives, but I've since switched to an even better brand than that. And the point is that these swaps are easy and I will walk you through them in cleanish. So here's, I'm going to hold it up or people you hold it up. see it. Or is it real all audio uh, right there? Uh, no, with video and audio. Okay. Well, there's the video for cleanish. And I really think this is a journey that everyone wants to go on, even if you don't think you do. Like when I was explaining the book to my stepmother, she's like, what does that even mean before I wrote it? And I'm like, really though, it's, I think something people need to do and it's easy. And we're all afraid it's going to be hard or expensive, or like, you're not going to be able to enjoy anything. And that's not true. You know, the goal is to enjoy what you eat, enjoy what you use on your body and just make simple swaps. But with the ish, you know, you and I live in Georgia. Yeah, we live we in Georgia. It can be really hot in Georgia. I yeah. use natural deodorant 90% of the time. But remember the ish on a hot Georgia day. If I'm wearing spaghetti straps and I'm going out to lunch, I'm going to put on standard deodorant and it's not mm-hmm. going to ruin my health. <laughs> Well, you know, I love the and you said and unlock your body's natural ability to clean. You know, as right. people um, make the shift, I love your book, your new book, by the way. So, as people make the shift, these small shifts and sort of develop their own personalized eating and and living, does our body automatically self clean and and uh, detox and all of that? Well, that is a great question. And um, our bodies are designed to do all of that for us, right? We've got our liver, we've got our kidneys, we've got all of these, you know, our skin is is a detox organ, you know, because things come out of our skin, but we have all these amazing capabilities for our bodies to protect us and keep us healthy. But we're putting in so many crazy toxins that we're not designed to manage. So our, our kidney, for example, our kidneys are supposed to um, 
detox normal things like metabolic byproducts, like creatinine. I mean, we've all heard of that. If you know anyone who has kidney disease, uh, someone in my family has that and, you know, his creatinine levels were high. So he had to go to the hospital and, you know, you might have dialysis, but our bodies are supposed to be able to handle those natural byproducts in our bodies. But the problem is we're putting in way too many things that our bodies can't manage them. And in the, um, in cleanish, I use the example of that. Probably most of your listeners have seen that scene from the I Love Lucy show where Lucy and Ethel are in the chocolate factory. Oh, yeah, that is so that one? funny. Well, that is your body. Your body is Lucy and Ethel, right? And the toxins, imagine that, are the chocolate going by. Now, imagine that they're going by slowly when Lucy and Ethel are in the chocolate factory. And they're able to wrap each chocolate because it's coming by slowly. That's your body handling the, the normal rate of toxins, detoxifying your body. But you know how they kept turning up that conveyor belt. <laughs> and so eventually the volume of chocolate coming by was so large that Lucy and Ethel couldn't manage it. It was coming in fast, more than they could do. So they start shoving that the chocolate so in their funny. mouths, in their hat, under their shirt. That's what your body does. Your body stashes those toxins away in your fat cells, for example, and your body shoves them away. And some of it keeps getting by. And then imagine them at the end, they're like all puffed up. Mm -hmm. That's very much what's happening in your body as well. So the whole point of eating mostly clean and living mainly clean is that you're slowing down that conveyor belt. And then your body is better able to manage what it needs to manage. And also nutrients help your body detox. Like your liver doesn't just do what it needs to do by itself. It counts on nutrients that you're taking in. So it turns out real food matters. You can't just take a vitamin and think you're good because mm -hmm. there are so many thousands of chemicals. Like let's imagine, let's phytochemicals, good chemicals. Let's imagine a freshly grown tomato. You know, we're Southern Yummy. women. We're there southern is nothing bears. better than a Southern summer tomato, right? Mm. Fresh out of the garden. Nothing better. That tomato is full of phytochemicals. And you might've heard, oh, tomatoes have lycopene or whatever. And so they're like, we're going to take the lycopene out and make a supplement. No, you don't have to eat the tomato. You just take the lycopene, but that's not true. Because there's also thousands of other compounds in that tomato that they have not synthesized yet. They don't even know what they are or what they do, but they do important things just because we don't know what they are because there's so many of them doesn't mean they're, they're not important. So you can't take a supplement and have it do what real food does. So we want to put in real food to nourish our bodies. So then our bodies can do all the, the, you don't have to like do a detox or take a cleanse or anything. You just let the food do it for you and you eat real food. You're putting less in and your body knows what to do to take out what it can. You're slowing down that conveyor belt. And, you know, fasting is one tool of our, our self-cleaning toolbox. So I have mm -hmm. one chapter in there about intermittent fasting, but you do not have to do intermittent fasting to live a cleanish lifestyle. It's just, it's one thing you can do if you choose to. You know, I love your holistic approach. And I'm just going to say this for people who don't see the video. Jen is happy. She's joyful. Mm -hmm. I can sense her gratitude. 
She's excited. Before I hit record, I was thinking, I wonder if she ever gets tired of doing this. Never. But, I, but, but I can feel her joy. So it sounds like even with your last book, it's a holistic approach spiritually mm-hmm. where you are bringing in the spirit, joyfulness. And, and before um, <laughs> before I hit record, I said, well, Jen, what does it feel like to be rich and famous? She said, well, we have a, uh, we have a lake house now. I'm like, Each house, ocean, 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 ocean house. house. I'm like, that's a sign <laughs> that either you are or you're on your way towards. So talk a little bit about the importance of gratitude mixed with your intermittent fasting and clean living and clean eating and joyfulness and all of that. Because all of that is so important because you seem really happy and joyful. Well, I am. I am really happy and joyful. And, you know, I feel like when you're living the the life you're supposed to live you know you don't need beach houses and and financial you know whatever to live a, you know mother teresa lived a joyful life and she she worked in the orphanages and mm-hmm. and lived a life i mean she was a life of poverty but helping other people so i really feel like the joy comes from knowing that you're helping other people and and living the life that you're you're meant to live every one of my experiences throughout my life struggling with my weight watching my mother struggle with hers, you know, picking apart my body, you know, not wearing shorts because of the cellulite. Now I'm like, who cares? I'm at a different point in my life. You know, I, I have plenty of cellulite. I, I'll wear my bathing suit anyway. And just everything I've gone through from being obese to sharing my story to being a teacher and, and working with kids and all of that has led to what I'm doing right now. And it has perfectly prepared me for, for my new role and even, you know, like when I got on my report card when I was in elementary school, Jen talks too much. <laughs> Here I am. <laughs> elementary teachers, I'm still oh, that doing made that. Me cry I still talk too much. <laughs> I, you know, I, I, but, you know, <laughs> guess what? I found a job that lets me do that. I just can keep talking about it. And, and so I'm, I'm really blessed. And yes, I do feel very grateful that that has allowed me to have Uh, you know, a house at the beach and I'm going there later this week with a good friend and she's feeling, you know, a little low and a little down in her life. And I'm like, let's go to the beach. It's going to be cold. It'll be February and we'll be at the beach. We're not going to be, you know, sunbathing or swimming, but we're going to be, it's like a little retreat place that I can go with people and, and rejuvenate our spirits. And so, you know, that's, that's, just something that um, I feel very blessed to have. And I don't take it for granted for one moment. I can tell, you know, Jen, I sensed in you that you were really about serving people and helping people, not the hustle online, not the, I'm trying to get extra number of followers, but I sense, and I'm talking to listeners now that, she she was authentic about wow i i had to struggle i'm still learning things i'm still shifting and changing and people are attracted to that in you and in others too sorry my phone just started ringing i'm gonna decline that's fine (laughs) because i'm so real i have a phone and it rings (laughs) And, and so you you seem like all i'm doing is sharing my story, mm-hmm. my how-tos, uh, a general information, 
but you make your own decisions and mm-hmm. you were real. That's what attracted me to you. Well, thank you. You were just real and honest. So anything else you want to say to folks about your book? How can we get it? Uh, what's your website? Uh, can people, you got any community groups open, Facebook groups? What's going on? Well, I don't know if you knew I left Facebook last March, March. Oh, of no, honey. I didn't know that. So what I are you did. on I had, <laughs> I had um, almost half a million combined members in my groups wow. and, and left, which is like the opposite of what, what, like, oh, you're an influencer. You're supposed to grow your, and I'm like, no, I'm paring it down. So I left Facebook completely. People can find me at jenstevens.com. Jen is G I N Stevens is with a PH. And I have a very small private community now mm-hmm. and it's off of Facebook and you That's can get wisdom. to that from jenstevens.com slash community. That's where you can find it. And it's small and, and it is a paid community because I had gotten to the point where I was just managing the large group. And it was like all post-approval and dealing with unhappy people all the time who didn't like the way we moderated the group, or they didn't like this mm-hmm. or what they didn't like someone else's dinner photo. And then I had to come <laughs> in like teacher Jen and say, please don't criticize that person's dinner photo. And then they're like, you're censoring my right to free speech. And I'm like, no, we're just not rude here. I mean, it just became Facebook management. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I'm tired of this. I'm like, I'm going to leave Facebook. And even if that, I, I told myself, I'm like, even if that means no one ever buys another one of my books, I don't care. I just have to, it was toxic Love to it. me. And so I'm going to make this leap. And it has actually been another blessing because this community is just amazing and supportive. And we don't have people doing that kind of, mm-hmm. of um, you know, <laughs> <laughs> that kind of when will this episode come out by the way uh it will come out on uh sunday okay for like the ne- it only i'm not even going to mention it we had a, we have a promo code but it's ending so i won't even talk about that because it'll be over okay. but it's it's a very affordable community um i saw if, that mm-hmm. if you join for a year it's it's like a dollar a week practically it's like a dollar a week for a yearly membership and, and you get intermittent fasting support. We're also having a cleanish book study and, you know, I'm there every single day and you can ask Are me questions. You? I'm wow. there every day. And, you know, there's an ask Jen group. There's a 28 day fast start group for people who are just starting. And also the community is amazing. So, you know, like someone might post in ask Jen and they'll have a question about something, but I'm not on right that minute because I'm taking a shower or whatever. And then a couple hours later, I, I go in and I see it and they've already gotten like five great answers from community members. And then I can add mine. So it's a place that people can really connect with me in an authentic way. And, um, I'm going like to join. And, and you can join, but we would love to see you there. And um, it's just a joy. All this, the pressure and stress and like on Facebook with the artificial intelligence and mm-hmm. the algorithms, we don't have to do that. We're not selling your data. We're just there, you know, to be, to be a support system for you. And that is really what I want to do. And so we're able to do that now. So that's how you can find me. And jenstevens.com has links to my podcasts, to my community, to my books, really to everything. Jen, hold your book up one last time. Uh, okay. So, so everybody can see that. I love both of these. I these, love the, uh-huh, both of them. I'm, I'm terrible with, there we go. Oh, that's fine. I love that. And so guys, I have her books and uh, I'm going to strongly suggest that you get them. She's a spiritual woman. She teaches from that place. Everybody can sense that. 
And uh, she, she's probably the answer to some of your prayers. So go to her uh, website. And Jen, thank you for coming on my show every week. And thank Anytime. You, I, I mean, every, every year, not every week. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is live, y'all. Uh, every year. And you certainly have been an influencer in my life. But people are like, what are you doing constantly? Because sort of like you, I've, I've been a walker runner for 30 years, but, mm-hmm. and I've always been a healthy eater, but it's something about that intermittent fasting to me that has really, it's deeper than just the intermittent fasting. It's to me, it has become spiritual to show oh, me I that. I hear that a lot. Yeah. Oh, do you? That yes. God has all kind of things available for us. Yeah. If we would just open to you are a blessing to the world. I love connecting with you yearly. I'm going to join her group, everybody. And we would love to have you there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I can sit in there and learn. So uh, Jen, God bless you. Enjoy your beach house. Thank um, you. And everybody go to her website, get her books, join her community. And uh, I still have not really come up with a... Um, a, a one mantra for the end of uh, each, each one of my shows, but I'm going to say that whatever you dwell on, think on, believe, uh, have a perspective about will manifest in your life. So only think on what you desire. Thank you, Jan. Thank you, Constance. I think I called you Jan a couple of times, but it's Jan, everybody. Yeah. Okay, blessings. Thank you for listening to Think, Believe, and Manifest. Constance Arnold will be back next week with another great show just for you. For more information, please visit fulfillingyourpurpose.com.